but I, I might, don't want to get a get nipple kicked slide. Yeah, <laughs> I might get kicked in the head by a crowd surfer, but I don't want to fucking get yeah get slugged up by your whole fucking body, dude. Yeah, like I'm not a girl post getting cummed on and rubbing my like goo on the fucking I don't on the bed. I don't fucking want your whole body to yeah. be just rubbing your fucking goo on me, dude. I'm not about it. Yeah, just keep just a sleeveless t-shirt, please. Like Something. I don't care if you're wearing one of those ones that just ca- covers your nipples just a little bit of like a a, a barrier a barrier that catches Wear a fucking pit condom this is the best friends ask why podcast with aaron and dylan ah! <laughs> it's so tight <laughs> hello welcome to best friends ask why episode 37 Oh, yeah, that's a cool title, Journey to the Upper Left. Yeah, we went way upper left. We did. We fucking went so deep in the PNW. For anybody who hasn't listened to this podcast before, um, my name's Dylan. I'm Aaron. Uh, That's my cousin Aaron. Uh, We are Best Friends Ask Why. We... we tend to ask why sometimes, but it doesn't always stay on base. Really what this podcast is, we talk about mostly, is why people do the things they do, um, us specifically, or yeah. the people around us, people who intrigue us. It's just about... Or trying to figure out why the fuck we do what we life, do. Life, when we're sad, when we're happy, laughing, fun stuff, sometimes not. It's a good time, so uh, please hang out, and uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode. Um, I want to get one thing out of the way real quick at the pop, like at the beginning of this. We turn it down a little bit more, Aaron. It's yeah. a little hot still. Um, our friends. Uh, so I've been going to like a little bit more up. Um, I've been going to a lot of local shows recently. That's not bad. Um, to in support of my buddy Brandon Parker. I went to high school with this guy. Um, Mitch was on a few episodes ago. You guys might have heard that episode with Mitch. He is the bassist um, of Immaterial and of Enterra. Um, you can look both those bands up on uh, Instagram. I believe it's at Enterra um band possibly and at immaterial music and then he also has a project he's been working on called vacuous you can look that up on instagram as well or just at midge baker music um so i've been going to a lot of shows recently in support of those guys and our some friends i've met through that uh like grant and sean um are going to be playing a show um on the day bush took down the twin towers um so <laughs> first off bush did it and also uh 9 11 at 7 30 there's a show at the fun house in seattle if any of you guys would like a ride to it or if you're too poor and you don't want to buy tickets but you still want to fucking support let me know i will do my best to um get those tickets so that we can all go support some uh, up-and-coming talent in the area and rock the fuck out yeah dude we're gonna do some headbangs and then there's we're gonna, a lot of dude, really good shows coming up there is yeah there's that avoid one or no, uh, like the void is the headliner they're yeah. not my go-to who i want to see on that but bill i definitely like you yeah for the likes of you i just want to see austin perform and um we're going to be talking about music probably a good amount on this podcast. I have yeah, a couple this one. other things that I'm annoyed yeah. about that I want to talk about. but <laughs> <laughs> um, Music's definitely going to take a big chunk of this one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you guys would like, uh, if you go to at what's wrong, W-A, that's W-H-A-T-S-W-R-O-N-G-W-A on Instagram. They should have a post up about their stuff. You could hit up them gr- directly um, through there, and you could probably get tickets through them. With no fees. 
pretty fucking cheap. I believe they're ten dollars. So uh, if you'd like, I will drive most of us down there. Hopefully, we can get at least five people in my car. That'd be swell. Um, and so we can go support some friends of ours who will hopefully be on the podcast in the future. Yeet. Um, when they get to that point and want to, I talked yeah. to them about it and they're like, man, not really into it right now, but eventually, yeah. So yeah, we'll get there though. Um, just keep fucking hounding them. So I guess let's talk about <laughs> what we fucking did this weekend. What did we do this weekend? Aaron? Yeah. We went and saw the same show twice. You did do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was super fucking dope. We went and saw North lane era currents, crystal Lake, and then it was Intera that opened up for him in Seattle. Yeah, Intera is that band that's led by yeah. Ethan Schmidt, and then you got uh, Mitch and Brandon, our uh, guitar, our second guitar, bass. And I forgot the drummer's name. He was like a new name. guy. Grayson? He, maybe? maybe. I think I heard somebody say, hey, Grayson, where do you want this shit? That's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it. I just heard Mitch was like, he's some 17-year-old prodigy who's like, oh, the shit. Fuck? He's so good. Yeah. He was definitely super good. Yeah. I was watching him play. I was like, god damn, this kid's got some some, some hand chaps. skills. Yeah. Hey, hey, boy, show me what those hands do. <laughs> um, yeah, we fucking went. There was a lot of stuff that happened this weekend. Like, it seems like we just went to these two shows, but there was a lot of in-between. Well, yeah, I mean, there there was, like, the whole story of just, like, you know, living every day. But there's... Yeah things that are pretty fucking exciting yeah. that happened at the same time so um for those of you guys who don't know who north lane is they're like a metalcore project that me and aaron have been big fans of since uh when did you find out about john actually told me about him kaiser oh yeah um when i was in kansas he was like hey you should check this album out and it was singularity where's archer he's right there oh, okay and then uh when i first listened to that i was like oh shit this is this is the next level um and then since then, I've just been kind of following. Actually, after um, his name was Adrian, right? The original mm-hmm. vocalist. After he left, I kind of stopped following what they were putting out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw them in Kansas as soon as Marcus took over the vocals. And that's when I started following them a little bit more. But Singularity's kind of been my go to album until this new one yeah when after we went and saw him well, over the last few months we both got pretty into mesmer as well there was yeah. like a couple months there that we were getting pretty fucking hefty into that like because uh what is the other song that they play uh, renders on there yeah renders um, awesome savage is insane citizens really good color wave heart machine, heart machine like it's so good yeah. yeah there's a lot of good songs there's a lot there. of really good songs but for anyone who likes like uh who doesn't like metal or does like metal there's a i definitely highly recommend they really have been like one of the shaping bands for my musical taste over the last like couple years i think after i saw like found out about them mm-hmm. about north lane i think that was Gen when I kind first of took was over. like, oh, oh my Gen-ty god, boys. yeah, I was like, I Australia. want, I love this like jazzy, like dance, not, it's like, not dancey, but you know, it's like real movement heavy, like there's just a lot of like, it just makes my fucking body yeah. move, it's just so it's very heavy bouncy. and groovy, yeah, it's real bouncy. Um, oh, hey, what up? And then, thanks a- for watching. Era became, um, who's watching? I don't know, oh, okay. I just saw just that our account went up. Yeah, um. 
And then I've been a huge fan of Era for a long time. And then they happen to be playing with fucking Currents, who's one of the top yeah. dogs right now, too. And Crystal Lake, who absolutely shattered. I hadn't even... I'd listened to maybe one or two songs because it popped up. Crystal Lake? Yeah. Yeah, me too. And then when they opened up the show, that was insane. Like, they, like, they scared Jaden off. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden came out to me, and he's like, man, I just really don't like Deathcore. And I was like, that's not Deathcore. No. And he's like... I, you should put the, the vocals are like really low, and I was like, the vocals aren't what make like deathcore. Deathcore, it's like yeah. the sound. It's the I mean, death growls. So those growls yeah. are technically referred to as death growls. But it's a blending of metalcore. And yeah, other shit. but it's like the way that the music's structured. I mean, like maybe if it blast beated more, then it'd be death metal. I don't think it was anywhere near deathcore. They just had lows. Yeah, yeah. It was very much metalcore. He just did. Yeah, he just did some gutturals, yeah. and Jaden was like, "Well, that's scary." Which <laughs> <laughs> is real funny. It's not. For me they absolutely murdered though so what happened during the show is uh we're watching our buddies buddies play and they it was super awesome it was really cool to see them get like an opportunity with that many people yeah. to watch them um, that's like a dream opener yeah like, to be like i think that's the slot. second show they've ever played yeah and so like to get that spot where there's already 200 people in the room yeah and that was them. the first time i've seen that many fucking people there for an opening band oh for sure yeah like, normally I, there's a couple of stragglers which it, it was like that for a little bit when we first got there but then like right before they went on it seemed like people just flooded in yeah yeah it's almost like they were thinking that the opening band would go on at 6 30 yeah. so they showed up at seven so they would miss <laughs> but them they and back. then they yeah they started at seven and so they got to hear the whole set and yeah. it was, they did super well too. yeah they, they did, did a really good job um but later that evening we're going through and you're like looking for merch um like checking out the merch i'm real fucking persnickety about merch yeah so like uh, being like doing this as a podcast we have to like we make merch too mm-hmm. so like we haven't really done much yet but like four of you out there have our shirts yeah um and those aren't ones that we gave to you those are ones that you actually paid for yeah um i've made one other one Two. i think that i gave to colby I and he's feel- a cheap cunt and he didn't yeah. pay me for it and i keep trying to be like yo dude where's my 25 bucks and he's like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i feel like we need to make the keto slut a shirt too keto I- slut is a good one but i'm almost like I, we're, let's just do it i mean but i'm just saying like i low-key also just want to make that its own fucking brand because i oh, feel yeah. like that would be a good thing but i'd be totally fine with it like being branded as this i've had a couple other ideas for just like random like printed shirts mm-hmm. like just like one that says all those kind of white girl sayings but yeah. not like as white girly yeah but it would be like kind of themes that we talk about on the podcast a lot about like take risks work hard different yeah. shit like that and just have it in small text surrounding the regular bfa dub logo that you've made mm-hmm. maybe do, do some other like uh oh yeah this is definitely talking not on the podcast <laughs> we're like designing on the podcast <laughs> i was just thinking about this in the car the other day i forgot to write it down and so like um getting it all out but yeah so we're pretty persnickety about merch and i'm going through on merch and i like i'm reading the labels because i want to see i'm like is this printed on gildan if yeah. it is i know that my skin doesn't like gildan so well, i'm like i don't think anybody there's like div- there's a couple levels of gildan and like the top one isn't as bad but it's still like i bought a night versus shirt um a few weeks ago and it was on gildan and mm-hmm. i like, i won't wear it even though i own it now <laughs> just because it doesn't feel good like yeah. i bought i bought another shirt also that i really thought i liked and then i think it's i don't know if it's not on gildan but i bought that donut media shirt yeah and it it 
you would think because like a shirt's thicker tend to like ha- has like a good feel. That when you were thick. saying like the fit was you like the fit of it, oh, like but the not. fit, but it makes my skin feel warm. It feels like it's oh. not breathable at all. It feels like a weird blend, and so like. As you can tell by this conversation, we're pretty persnickety about <laughs> shit. Like, I'm honestly like, oh, I'd rather if it had like a, a 90 10 yeah. blend of fucking cotton to polyester. Count cotton. <laughs> Egyptian cotton. Yeah, there's like weird stuff like that. So I'm looking at um, merch at the end of the show, and Brian from Currents is the vocalist of the band Currents. And we've been huge fans of Currents for like the last year since I found them last summer, I think. Yeah. I listened to their album the entire summer. The whole time I was mountain biking, every time I would go to a mountain, yeah. Which is like usually an hour long drive. I would listen to their album the whole time. Yeah. So for all of last summer, I got super into their music, and then I ran into him at the thing, and I asked him this question because me and Aaron are both. I'm not going to say I'm a vocalist, but I do vocals. Aaron is a vocalist. Um, I mean, I don't do vocals. Well, yeah, right but you right. actually record them often. Um, I'm always too fucking busy. Um, like sitting and watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, you know, uh, <laughs> super busy, <laughs> super busy. Um, <laughs> But what was I saying? You asked him a question. Oh yeah, so I asked him a question, and I was like, "Hey, Brian, um, what do you do to like keep keep like tabs on your voice every night? Because screaming is like people ask you like, does it hurt your throat? Yes and no. Like yeah. it doesn't re- realistically, but if you do it for too long and if you try too hard, it yeah. definitely does. You'll fuck some shit up, like a lot. And so I was asking him, like as a professional, somebody who does it day by day, what is it? Like, what does it feel like? Or what do you do to take care of your voice? And yeah. he just replies, like, I try not to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, then. Like, double finger snap. Like, I'll let you get on about your day. And he just starts laughing. He's like, no, dude, it's totally fine. He's like, really what it is. Practice make perfect, blah, blah, blah. We're chatting for like a second. And then I was like, well, anyways, man, you did fantastic tonight. I'll see you tomorrow in Canada. And he's like, oh, seriously? Oh, shit, man. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And so we went home. Super, super fantastic night. I think it was like it was one of the better shows I've been to for yeah, sure. I it think was a lot of fun. Being the fact that it was four bands that or three bands that were super passionate about mm-hmm. one of our friends' bands who kicks ass, and then also like possible future podcast guests. Um, sorry if you guys think this is going to turn into a metal podcast like every episode it won't but every time i get the opportunity to become friends with people i look up to yeah. i'm going to i won't always talk to them about metal but like i want to talk to well, people, people who play metal have shit to talk about besides fucking metal yeah so a lot yeah and so like you don't have to necessarily like metal to learn things from people who yeah participate in that it's like they're touring musicians they have interesting stories they do fun stuff yeah um they just happen to scream and play down tune heavy shit it's so heavy <laughs> we get real sweaty touching each other and pushing each other and it's like a orgy what is like okay so i want to pause before we move on into like the next day um what is like let's talk a little bit about how much you love tough guys in the pit oh my fucking god there was this one motherfucker this one douchebag who like i don't know what it is but i feel like whenever you get a tough guy in the mosh pit they are in there like their masculinity one quick question before we continue on with this mosh pit is a word that's like synonymous with live music in general yeah do you think it has a different connotation with other music than it does with metal oh yeah like people at festivals be like oh yeah i was in the mosh pit and all they're doing is like they're doing shit that we do in the mosh pit but it's not 
as aggressive. Yeah. Like they just jump up and down. I'd love to see somebody down. hardcore dancing to Billie Eilish or Billie, <laughs> yeah, Billie Eilish. Just like, oh, I heard this was the Moss Pit. <laughs> Swag. I'm a bad guy. Just fucking windmilling and shit. Oh, fuck. But anyway, every time there's tough guys in there, I feel like they're in there acting like their masculinity depends on how well they do in this pit. Like there's some sort of scale that they gave themselves. But this dude, like he picked this little spot and he tried to defend it the whole fucking night. Like anytime anyone got near him, he'd push him as hard as he could. This dude was like, he was kind of a skinhead motherfucker. Yeah. Real pale. Um, kind of tall, was wearing like a backwards cap, I believe. The worst kind of person because he takes his shirt off in the pit. Yeah. One, I, f- I just fucking hate people who do that. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, it's hot. We are all fucking hot. It doesn't matter what you're wearing, if you have a shirt on or not, you're mm-hmm. going to be insanely warm and you're going to sweat profusely. Yeah. I don't want to feel all of it. Yeah. Like I'm I don't mind when your arms like push me in the mosh pit you're going to get touched. I'm probably going to catch your elbow to the face. Yeah. But I, I might, don't want to get I a nipple slide. Yeah. <laughs> I might get kicked in the head by a crowd surfer, but I don't want to fucking get, yeah, get slugged up by your whole fucking <laughs> body, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not a girl post getting cummed on and rubbing my, like, goo on the fucking, I don't, on the bed. I don't fucking want your whole body to yeah. be just rubbing your fucking goo on me, dude. I'm not about it. Yeah. Just keep, just a sleeveless t-shirt, please. Like, Something. I don't care if you're wearing one of those ones that just ca- covers your nipples. Just a little bit of like a a, a barrier, a barrier that catches Wear a fucking pit condom. Honestly, <laughs> like it catches a little bit. If it's the yeah. thinnest fucking wife beater of all time, if you wear a manly crop top, I don't fucking <laughs> care, dude. I just want a little Bringing bit. Back the eighties. I just want a little bit of like a little bit of catch and yeah. also like you're pushing in the pit the worst is like when you try to push someone and you slide off of them yeah you slide off them and then you like get rain manned on your face yeah. with their fucking chest oh my that dude was a fucking straight asshole though yeah he i saw at one point this like little ass dude was hardcore dancing and he kind of bumped into his little fucking zone that he had claimed yeah. and he put both his hands on his shoulders oh he did that to me too and he like tried to almost like knee tap him without knee tapping like he tried to push his shoulders towards the ground yeah. and change direction on him uh he was straight up trying to throw people on, on the, the ground, ground. Yeah. yeah he uh he did it to me and i double legged him but like i double legged him into like 10 feet away and yeah. To the other crowd and he didn't touch me at all after that like after he had pushed me back i literally like shot down (laughs) i changed levels and i got like i i double legged him and like i pushed him into the fucking wall and i was just like i was wondering if like after i got done doing that as the pit carried on if he's gonna like try and swing on me or something like that but well he tried to single leg like somebody i think he might have thought it was you but he grabbed some random dude, and then a fight almost broke out because of Oh, it. yeah, that was his butt. Like, the other fucking shirtless yeah. asshole, the JJ. His name yeah. was JJ. Hey, man, uh, if we're in the pit, it's all good, right? <laughs> he came up to us at the beginning of the night, and he's like, He was already drunk. Mo- he's already hammered, yeah. He's just like, you guys fucking mosh pit? Are we going to mosh pit? We were listening to a prog set at this time, so it's yeah. like instrumental, opening band of the night. 
the energy you're gonna do a festival mosh pit at that point yeah like, you might bounce a little there'll bit. be a little bit of dancing maybe a couple pushes but like the only people who are gonna mosh to that to like that set is probably um the homies of the local band you yeah know? nobody knows this band yet yeah. there's no vocals to like have a specific cue off of mm-hmm. uh, the breakdowns hit you at like a surprise most of the time yeah Especially because it's Prague, yeah, and the time signature is yeah. a little weird. <laughs> Let's get crazy. They just put in a maraca <laughs> noise and then they start down. Um, and then so this guy comes up to us and he's like, "You guys like a fucking mosh pit?" And he literally went down the line to Aaron, talked to Aaron for forty five seconds about moshing, <laughs> and Aaron was like, "Yeah, I'll be in there eventually, dude." And he's like, "Fuck yeah, all right, yeah, dude." You know what? That's sick. And then he like gave Aaron the dap, you know, and you fucking do the like hand, like uh, the half handshake, the bro yeah. handshake. And you're like, sick, bro. Hand behind the back. That's <laughs> sick. I'll see you in there. And then he literally took two inches of a step to me and he goes, What's up, man? I'm JJ. You're going to be in that fucking mosh pit? And then we proceed to, you know, to acknowledge light it. man hug, say, Yeah, dude, I'll be there in a bit. Goes over to Jaden. <laughs> What's up, Jason? I'm JJ. <laughs> you gonna be in that motherfucking mosh pit? I'm Thomas the Tank Engine. Are we? <laughs> Didn't you say he tried to ask some? No, chicks? I would get there. I would get there. <laughs> what's up? He was like, "What's up, man? You like to mosh? All right, man. I'm JJ. Yeah, man. I just, you know what? I'm probably gonna go really hard in there. The thing about moshing is, I'm not trying to hurt you, man. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to have like a we've great, never been to the fucking show before. But you like moshing? You want to start with, like right now? No, man. We'll probably we'll be in there. We'll like. I'm, I promise, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just. Having a good time. <laughs> I promise he said it like four times. Yeah. So I'm giving you like, I'm being nice to the listeners right now by only saying it twice. He takes a step to the left and there is a small woman and he looks at her and goes, hey, you like the mosh pit? She goes, fuck no. And just literally doesn't look at him and like takes a sidestep between him and Jaden and just walks 10 feet, replants herself like this is not happening. And you can see him just like look over his shoulders like, uh, uh, who am I going in- like, to? I was literally like, I stopped watching Intera for a little bit so I could see if he <laughs> kept going that. <laughs> What's up, man? I'm JJ. Like, for sure, just bring a megaphone next time and just scream, I'm JJ. I promise I won't hurt you in the pit. I'm a dumb slug cunt. He might be a nice guy. Who knows? Yeah. He didn't seem He that took bad, his shirt off, too, though. He did. But he was trying to fight some dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, you grabbed him. Like, five people in the pit grabbed him. I put my hand on his shoulder, and I was like, look, motherfucker, it was your fucking slug friend. Like, yeah. it was your the other dude with the shirt off. And uh, so that was... Mm. Yeah, that was real annoying. Yeah, I was like, there's uh, the big ass dudes in the pit, though. The dudes mm-hmm. who are just like not yoked, but just large. Yeah, they're large dudes. The thickies, like, because mm-hmm. you, like, when those big ass motherfuckers who the, the, I'm a tough guy dudes yeah. run into them, it's just like a brick <laughs> wall, and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm not tough. <laughs> Fuck. Now I gotta try even harder. Let me throw this little fucking child sized person. It, it was literally like always dudes who were a, a, a real f- one foot like yeah. smaller than him. Noticeably very, very small yeah. stature humans, and he's trying to push them to the ground. And I was like, it's hard because they try like I try consistently to not like deal with that like that testosterone inside of my head is like always there and it's yeah. like I could fuck this dude up and like I tend to not 
think that way i try to always like benefit the doubt calm yeah. we're just in the pit but like after a while i was just watching him i wasn't watching the band and i was just like this dude's annoying and i want to strike him yeah. like i want to hit him and i'm like how can i work an elbow into where it'll seem like an accident for sure and then like dudes also like you size up other dudes all the time but yeah. you're like how many shots is it gonna take to put this guy out like mm-hmm. am i gonna do one punch and it's gonna be like good uh is it worth getting kicked out i am going to canada to see him again tomorrow <laughs> it might be like, worth it, it might be worth it this dude's a cunt um yeah so didn't end up happening but he took the hint after a while he yeah. decided to step out and go hang out with his lady which i think it was after his his slug friend almost got in a fight because of some dumb shit he was doing yeah because after that i didn't really notice him in the pit anymore yeah he was chilling in the back and i was like okay this is nice he doesn't seem like the worst person ever when he doesn't have his shirt off and is i just don't like like moshing is there is a high energy there there's always pushing like really aggressive pushing you'll run across the whole room and jump into a group of people yeah but it's not like malicious like in the way that that guy was doing it he looked mad and then he would like understand that he went too far and like try to hug it out with people yeah but then he did the same shit again yeah it's like you got like learn your lesson off being like being an asshole well i think the the oh i learned my lesson hug it out shit was a show yeah like yeah I just think to be it, like i'm not trying to get kicked out because yeah. i don't fight you. oh yeah it's it's all good it's all good and then fucking trip the person on their way to fucking walk away from the yeah. bullshit like he seemed like a real prick for real i did notice towards the end like when i was exhausted i started getting real like Persnickety. grumpy yeah. and i was like oh it's it's time to step out of the pit relax a little. <laughs> i took the whole second night off for yeah. real like i mean i had a super bad headache when mm-hmm. we saw them again in uh, vancouver but um i uh i really like i'm glad i loved the setup of doing two shows yeah um so we'll get to that show but like uh so what happened after that night we go home went to bed uh and we all wake up in the morning uh colleen wasn't at the show before so she came no. over the, that morning and uh, we proceeded to drive three and a half fucking hours yep. to Vancouver. <laughs> so, like, a while ago, um, I mean, people have heard me talk about them on the podcast before. Uh, Spirit Box, yeah. like I mentioned a few times. Um, and if you watch my Instagram stories, of course, you've seen it. Like, I'm... People will be <laughs> like, Dylan, you're... a Spirit Box. Yeah, people will be like, you're a dick rider. But I also just, like, I know how i would like so i've talked about on the podcast before but it's like the thing about like doing something creative is it is like fulfilling to a point to like do it it's creative but also like to have people who appreciate it Mm -hmm. is like really exciting you know to have people who reach out and talk about like oh i like this episode like the fact that Shayna reaches out like every four episodes and goes like this is my new favorite episode um is cool it's like i'm not looking to always make the best episode for her i'm not making this thing because i want somebody to be like impressed yeah. but to have it like to understand that it's being appreciated yeah is like it feels good yeah it feels nice and so i'm pretty open with that about like a lot of bands bands that i like if there are people who do like metal like probably watch my instagram stories and probably send you some new music that you haven't heard before yeah um and I am like I also just in those moments you realize like I'm an, I'm ridiculously appreciative of those that music. It's not mm-hmm. like I'm 
doing anything for clout or doing it because I want to be friends with them. I just like in that moment of listening to that music, I'm experiencing some sort of euphoric moment. And yeah. so I'm appreciating it on online. I've said this countless times on the podcast. <laughs> so this is probably on the podcast bingo, me defending all my Instagram stories. <laughs> Probably, but um, so I I'd reached out to Mike Stringer and uh, Courtney Laplant of Spirit, Spirit Box. Box, formerly of I Wrestled a Bear once. So any of you seen g- kids from back in the Dizzy, you Rep know and Wabo. Yeah, they fucking you guys knew. Um, <laughs> you know what's good. You and, know what's good. You know what's up, motherfuckers. Wrestling bears. So Mike Stringer and Courtney Laplant are married, and they are doing this project now called Spirit Box. And I reached out to them to like do a podcast with them a few months ago. I think it was right after their EP dropped, and we started listening to it heavy. It yeah. was like well, they've been releasing after. singles, so it's been like a slow. I don't remember. After well, it was what when they re- was. It wasn't the EP, but it was like the batch of songs. Oh, when that they might as well have been been yeah. an EP. Oh, when they put the singles together as a collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I like reached out to them, and I had been I'd been so excited about their music, specifically this song, the Mara Effect Three. It's been like this song I've probably listened to one of the most times over the summer, and then they just consistently every song I listened to, I was a huge fan of. And mm-hmm. I touched base with them, and the problem is with people on Instagram who, if they talk back to me, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> and so they started replying back to me, and and I touched base with them about doing a podcast, and they're like, "Yeah, that'd be super awesome." Courtney's been on a few, but Mike hasn't been on any podcasts. And I was like, I would love to do that. We would love to come up yeah. to do that because we've got this mobile setup now. Yeah, we fancy, and it's so fun to like build an adventure around yeah. the podcast. Like even that the camping trip. Pod- yeah, the camping trip was awesome, and the stupid one I did by the river. Like those mm-hmm. are just fun. You know, like sometimes even doing our regular Wednesday episode, like at the fucking grass field over there, would probably yeah. be a good time. Um, and I touched base with them about, like, let's do the podcast, and they were in, and I forgot. Like, I didn't forget about it, Just but I... Just uh, follow-up. Yeah, it's like, after a long time of not communicating with someone, you get re-nervous, mm-hmm. because there are these inner... Like, there's these Instagram personalities, they get, like, hundreds of thousands of listens on Spotify. Yeah. Your brain builds people into celebrities when they're just regular people. Yeah. Like realistically all people that you know or like are just people, regular people in people. bands you listen to, unless they're like the level of um, Metallica. Yeah, like Metallica or even like maybe Parkway Drive is like a metalcore band that's like Bring up me there. The horizon. That, yeah, like you're gonna have a hard time. The dudes and architects, you're gonna have a hard time just befriending these yeah. people. Like they get millions of streams. They sell out like seven thousand people shows. Yeah. Like that's a lot of things to to. Um, but realistically, like with social media, a lot of bands and a lot of people are very accessible. Like mm-hmm. they're just people, and um, if you have like the right personality or the right level of appreciation, if you're not fucking creepy, yeah, I mean, like, and I probably am, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like the right amount of creepy, yeah, a little bit, yeah. I definitely go a little too hard in the appreciation sometimes. Like I overstep my bounds, but yeah. that's just like how I am with everyone. You know, it's just like being the. I want to talk about all the things yeah. about like the ethereal nature of why i think someone's cool rather than just to like hey i think you're cool yeah i'm always like it's because and this is this, why you're this kind of person in your energy blah 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 yeah. the crystals told me <laughs> um, <laughs> your chakras are speaking to but me he, but he said yeah and uh a while ago and i i uh saw them in uh, a live chat one day and i was like hey are you still cool with that and he's like yeah that'd be fun i reached out to him two days before i should have given it like five days mm-hmm. 
um, before, and he didn't hit me back. And I was like, oh, whatever. It's no big deal. I'm still going. I'm going to yeah. have fun. I know they're probably going to that show. If I even get to, like, see them and, like, high-five them, yeah, that would be awesome. It'll be lit. So we go there. We have poutine for Colleen. Yes, yeah. Colleen. She was so hyped on the poutine, man. <laughs> I kept like trolling her a little bit about it, and yeah. she was just like, "You fucking hate my favorite food." <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's good. It's just fucking fries with gravy on it, though, yeah. man. It's like I don't know. I'm. It's definitely not my go-to. I cheat take meal. cheat meals real serious. Yeah, and so like poutine is deli- what's up, Ray? Nice <laughs> cock. <laughs> that is a sweet dick you that put in the is chat, right? Pointy ass cock. <laughs> Needle dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I take cheat days pretty seriously. So like poutine, it was delicious. Yeah, but not mine in was a way not that what I was, I was like, expecting. Yeah, like it said barbecue. And I didn't taste any sort of barbecue. Yeah, well, I, I was immediately kind of weirded out by the fact that it was poutine, which I don't I don't really know the ethnicity of, like, who makes poutine. I think it's Canadian. Yeah, well, I understand that. I just mean, like, I don't mean the ethnicity, like, skin color. No, no, so no. I gonna... think it, like, the background of it is it's a Canadian dish. Oh, okay. Well, there's these two, like, what seem like Korean dudes there. Mm-hmm. They were the only two people there, and, like had a little bit of trouble speaking english and mm-hmm. we weren't in quebec like so it wasn't like native french speakers yeah um they didn't really understand like when i asked them about this one thing and he had to like really explain to me what it meant yeah and he had to like end up like pulling up props to show me <laughs> and then when i went in the bathroom and the bathroom was just straight horrific yeah i'm telling you like you go to ampms on road trips and they're those uh you know the bathrooms that are they got around shit on the, the walls corner. And yeah but they're the ones around the, the corner. corner and they yeah they give you the key and then you're like why are you locking this up no one wants to fucking go in here anyways that's when they started locking it is after the bathroom was someone shit on the wall for real this bathroom was <laughs> so bad though like it definitely didn't have one of those signs that was like uh it's been cleaned this day yeah if it did it would have been like 14 months no i feel like at fred meyer they have a clipboard oh, that yeah. goes like it's been True. cleaned this day that's why i always told Col- i told colleen <laughs> That's why when I'm road shitting, I always road shit at fucking Fred Meyer, dude. They take poop games seriously. <laughs> they don't fuck around, man. There's always TP. I forgot about that. Because they got those setups with the two rolls, and so like when one's done, the other one just like slides down. They got that fucking fancy setup. And it's like, like taping two clips together. It's always this. pretty clean. Like they're tiled. They probably just pressure wash them at the end of the night or whatever. <laughs> I think that's porta potties again. Yeah. Aaron. <laughs> Stop fucking me. <laughs> Fred Meyer, Porta Potty, same thing. It's yeah. totally fine. Honey Bucket. Fred Meyer's the best honey bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Top dog honey bucket. And so that place is just like, I feel like if we would have gone to a place, like if Jordan Tisdale was with us, yeah. like the no no shame on Colleen because like she went to BC and she went to this place and yeah. it was delicious. But if we would have had somebody who's like a real a fucking foodie. nerd, like Jordan Tisdale, yeah. if we were like, Hey Jordan, if I would have texted him like four days before and I was Where's like, the best yo, Jordan Tisdale, we're going to be like 15 miles within Vancouver like downtown Vancouver, where's the poutine place that we go to? He would have sent me like links and yeah. reviews on Yelp, <laughs> like pictures of the different kind, his recommendation. Like Jordan knows 
it's hard for me to like be in a conversation with Jordan and be like, Hey, do you, what do you want for dinner? And for me to decide yeah, because he's got a better choice. Like, yeah. I mean like just you pick where we're going because I know you, you just tell me, this is like a pastime for you. Yeah. You know, like, whereas like I'm, I watch a bunch of fucking stupid YouTube videos about downtune riffs. Like he's yeah. watching those videos about like best bite of Seattle or some shit like that. <laughs> like figure out what's the tits Yeah, and the place I did find a place on one YouTube video. It's called like little reds barbecue. It's apparently in down BC? in like, no, it's down oh. in a uh, Georgia, George, 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 Georgetown, Georgetown. Is that what it's called? The, the George thing in Seattle. Yeah. It's Georgetown. Okay. Yeah. For some reason it just sounded like Africa to me. I believe there's a place called Georgia. Cape town. Cape Cape Town, maybe that's it. South Africa? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> There's Georgetown okay. all over the okay. place. Little Red's Barbecue looks fucking delicious. I watched a video on it. We have to go there and just Word. get fucking barbecue wasted. Um, barbecue wasted. I want to get chocolate wasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like if Jordan would have found a poutine place, I feel like it would have been like top-notch poutine. Yeah. But this place felt like I'm trying to... I feel like they took Jack in the Box fries and hamburger helper instant gravy yeah and then decent cheese curds the cheese curds weren't bad they weren't bad yeah but it was like string cheese like it was like they cut up pieces of string cheese (laughs) and then you put it in a thing and so like it didn't have like the depth of flavor that you would expect from any restaurant i feel like the problem is is that that one was it's turned into like a chain i think yeah for sure and so some of the soul's been taken out that's what i mean though it's like i was trying to equate another place Mm -hmm. as to like uh it's the version of this but it's like i'm sure the first taco bell like slapped oh yeah i'm sure like in the 1980s or whatever whenever taco bell was invented Mm -hmm. i'm sure it was the shit yeah but now if you go to Taco Bell, there's still a lot of people who are very passionate about taco bell mostly stoners yeah but if you and ben um (laughs) ben's very passionate about taco bell but if you go to pretty much all vegans i think like vegans or vegetarians like taco bells are pretty good really i think i'm pretty sure i mean they're all hype on burger king now because of the impossible burger oh jesus christ let's eat this pesticide this shit's blowing up Mm. Um, and now Qdoba's got the fucking impossible. I've had shit. that for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's. Mm-mm. I would mm-mm. try it if I wasn't like so worried about like I already have really low T, mm-hmm. um, and like I've been de- having issues with my estrogen level. Like I just got it test back, and I finally it's like non uh, noticeable in my blood tests. Mm-hmm. So it's like called estradiol, I believe. Like that is like the male version of estrogen. It's finally like after losing 45 pounds mm-hmm. and like lifting more and doing a lot more like resistance type training, it's the stradiol is finally like non detectable. Um, I just got that message yesterday, but it's like in the modern day, it's not like the men are not taking care of themselves the way that we should. No. And so like our testosterone's low and like we're out of shape and we drink too much water out of plastic. And, and so like I've been, if you deal with like low energy and stuff like that, it's like me, I now I'm starting to take my health like pretty seriously mm-hmm. other than I still vape like a fucking smokestack. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't. I wouldn't try it because of that. Like I mean, yeah. like, I'm sure it's delicious, but, but I'm trying to steer away testosterone from testosterone. Yeah, and I and I'm also trying to steer away from life lived through taste. Yeah, like I mean, and and I see a lot of studies reflecting like in a different medium than a lot of the like vegan propaganda is reflecting mm-hmm. towards like climate change, like them saying that like meats everything to do with it, and there's like a lot of 
very counter studies to that that are saying something different. And so, like, I'm in the middle about that, the fact that well, just, like, problem, going vegan is going to save the world. The problem with the vegan shit is that the majority of the everyday vegan and vegetarian probably eats a lot of replacement shit. Mm-hmm. So that's very all... processed. It's processed bullshit, and it's all monocrops. Like, it's not biodiverse so it's not going to save the planet they're still going to clear cut the fucking forests to create the farmland for the soybean or whatever Mm -hmm. um instead of eating a biodiverse vegetable diet because that requires more so guys we usually talk about the same things over and over again and then talk cut to dicks because we're really (laughs) dumb and so like we're talking about this all right now and there's probably one person who reads papers like actually reads them and doesn't just read the instagram headlines Mm -hmm. and they're like you guys are so fucking dumb yeah like i do a little bit of research and then i call it good (laughs) yeah i just need enough yeah just key points but there's like i think i talked about in the last episode but there's this dr michael russo i believe Mm -hmm. he was on sean baker's instagram and it was like a excerpt from this like a ted talk or some sort of like um talk that he did that he was like referencing this study about how like if we were everyone was to switch vegan there would be like more animal deaths because of the combines and like the population of those crops like how that works and like because cows are like so big and they can feed so much with like one cow Mm -hmm. and like they're in one specific area eating like a naturally occurring weed like it's actually better and like when you break down like the the methane release from cows and like how impactful cows are on climate. It's only like 0.03% of yeah, like that whole cowspiracy shit. Was it's just not true horseshit. Yeah. It's just like, so if you look at that, I mean like if you're looking at it through the eyes of, if you watch those videos, you look at it through the eyes of like, I'm vegan. I really love animals. I don't want people to eat animals. And like, I can totally understand yeah, that and that. side with what they're saying. But if you listen to like what the health and like these facts are based on opinion, and they're based on like with an agenda of this is what we want you to like this is what we want, we you, want to you to do. do because of feelings not because yeah. of health it's because of feelings and we're and, gonna try and make it into health and there's nothing wrong with being like compassionate towards animals oh, yeah. or being compassionate towards a lot of things but realistically i'm slightly more compassionate to my own health mm-hmm. and uh i'd rather be in good health than like have eight pet cows yeah i don't know. like i mean like and then you see those videos that are uh, the video of that one guy who's like, men are not built to, like, kill animals. Could you kill something with your bare hands? And it's just like, um... If I was hungry. Yeah, if I was pretty hungry, I, I would probably bite figure a out. fucking cow's throat. Archer's right there. I really love him. I'm not going to kill him, <laughs> but I totally could if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, they're talking about, like, how would you kill a cow by yourself? And it's like, you'd probably have a hard time. But w- through human evolution, like, That's why we, we figured tools. out how to make tools, and we figured out how to have weapons, and, like, we can, like... And we use those resources in a way that, like, we can both be compassionate towards them and, like, humanely mm-hmm. use it. I mean, is there really a humane way to murder something? Not yeah. really. But there's, like, I care about, like, human health. I care about mm-hmm. people being in the right frame of mind and having good hormones. Because if people had good hormones, people took care of themselves, and people slept more, and people were nice to each other, there'd be less fucking school shootings. And there'd be, be less, less mental health issues overall, y- I'm sure. And be, yeah, just aside from actual like chemical straight up imbalances yeah yeah that aren't able to be solved by a good diet more water more sleep yeah we um i got sucked into a conversation today we'll get back to the other <laughs> stuff that we we're talking about but i got sucked in this conversation today in a really weird way that kind of like grind my not like 
I mean, I'm going to say grind my gears. It's a goofy thing to say. But, like... <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? It did. Like, it was weird. It was, like, a way to, like... I understand the climate. And it was, like... But it was, in a way, it, like, hurt my feelings to be pulled into it. Because it's, like, one of those ways that you feel people who are just, like, pigeonholing you. Oh, yeah. Um... You're fucking bro, right? Uh, yeah, I was on Facebook and there was this post about some dude who was like a former military talking about like assault weapons and mm-hmm. how people shouldn't have assault weapons and this is the reason why we shouldn't have them. And I and Mike tagged me in it and mm-hmm. he just said like, Dylan Cabral, what are your thoughts? Question mark. And I just commented back, am I the gun guy now? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, and I read the the post, and when I read the post, I go like "fuck yeah" to a lot of that stuff, and I'm like, it isn't super reasonable for everyone to have assault weapons, and yeah. like having thirty round magazines isn't really needed. And if uh, the government wanted to take us over, having a bunch of ARs isn't going to beat a fucking uh, what are those called? A striker, you know, yeah. with fucking tracks and a fifty cal mounted on the top, and a heavily trained military. Yeah, and people who literally their job is to have guns in their hands, and yeah. they're kitted out, and they know how to apply sutures when their people get shot mm-hmm. and tourniquets and um, they know small team tactics and, yeah and breaching and all yeah. these things it's like me having an ar-15 in my suburban split level home is not going to <laughs> i don't have a i don't have an ar-15 in my yeah. suburban split level home but if i did that's not going to stop them mm-hmm. and so like going down the list of the things that the guy said i was like yeah 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 i understand like everything he's saying i'm okay with it that's fine um and like Mike says thoughts and I thought it was just like, hmm, like, oh, Dylan seems like a reasonable person. Let's see what he has to say about. It. And I was just like, well, I'm not really a gun guy. I, I was just like, am I one? Am I the gun guy? Like, why are you coming to me about yeah. it? Because uh, I haven't shot a firearm in probably like um, maybe like 18 months, maybe. Yeah. Maybe since I've shot one and uh, since I shot one that belonged to me is much longer than that, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And um the times like i've never carried a firearm for protection yeah uh i've never owned a firearm because of protection i've never bought one because i was like i'm scared um so i was just a little confi- like confused and like As am i the why am i the protagonist is someone that you want to like ask questions about this process like am i the person who's getting in the way of these things happening or are yeah. you feeling like people are safe um and so i just commented uh i could actually read it off I mean, maybe this is dumb. I don't mean, if Mike's listening, I'm not trying to blow up your spot, Mike. I mean, like, I understand that it's, like, a very hot-button topic, and it's interesting, and it's, like, there's... Uh, people tend to, like, point fingers and figure out the walls in between these things or people yeah. who are passionate about those things. All I'm just trying to say is, like, I'm not that person who's it, who's blocking those things from happening. I have no problem with it going either direction. Uh, he, he just goes, Dylan, thoughts? I said, am I the gun guy? Ha ha. Uh, Mike, on, I said, on board with most of what was said but i also think personal responsibility goes a long way there are a lot of questions to be answered and i am far from an expert i know that everyone needs more love and more support for their downfalls mentally this is like a weird tangent but this is really where my brain goes yeah. when i'm talking about like gun politics um it's a mental health issue i i i think i mean like it's both but i mean like all these things i'll get through this uh i feel guns should be shouldn't be super easy to get a hold of but i do not fear them and i just said i will spread kindness and love in every day of my life and that's the only change i feel privy to participate in uh and i said oh recycling is lit uh, as well (laughs) but it's just like um i don't know what to do about it and so like i i 
I, my only thought process is the more community we have, the more love that we give to people around us, the less likely that those, like the more likely those people are to value human life and the less yeah. likely that those kind of They're things not gonna are going to feel like happen. outcasts and fucking nobody cares about them and I might as well shoot myself and other people. Yeah. And then Mike says, yeah, but spreading kindness and love doesn't stop people from getting shot for going to a bar, church, school, grocery store. What is your reason for why people should be able to own assault rifles? And I was just like, uh, what do you want? I didn't say anything about assault rifles. Not once. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a photo. I think I have a photo of me with my AR, um, like five and a half years ago on my Instagram. You'd have to go real fucking deep to see it. Um, I don't post a lot of, I post a lot of pro military things, like things that are veteran related that I think are funny or that talk about like the sacrifices that people have to make to do some things. And like when it talks about the realness of what serving is and Mm -hmm. like being away from your family and that kind of shit. And, um, but I was so confused. Yeah, but spreading kindness and love doesn't stop people from getting shot. It doesn't? What, what is your I take mean, on that? I mean, in the exact moment that someone is getting shot, no. Yeah. If, I feel like that's kind of a... But I feel like somebody else having an AR-15 would do a little bit better than kindness would yeah. in that scenario. If you're trying to stop somebody from getting yeah, shot. Well, I feel like the comment might have been snarky and combative yeah like, oh for sure yeah. i'll get I'll get to that and why <laughs> i specifically said um and then i said mike defuria it is not my job to justify that and then i said you brought me into this conversation yeah. i didn't and so i was like one i never said anything pro ar-15 yeah. or um ak or any semi-automatic rifle that has a repeating trigger and more ammo than 10 like yeah. 10 rounds i did not say a single thing there is nothing on my facebook at least there shouldn't be that uh that it's says something about gun. guns if you were to look at facebook actually tracks your political bias if you would go into facebook you can go down like a few clicks and it'll tell you your leaning and mine says moderate every single time like yeah. i uh, i i am fine with the second amendment am i a huge proponent of it no i'm not like i i'm fine with guns but i don't own 40 of them and i'm not like everybody should have a gun we should yeah. give teachers guns like that's not that's not me and it's not realistic no, and then I just said, and spread, spreading kindness and love does stop that. I said, community creates appreciation for human life, appreciation for human life. Feeling accepted and respected and loved do stop that. And I said, and Facebook is definitely a place to go to settle ideological issues. <laughs> um, comment section, I said, comment sections are inherently hostile and aggressive breeding grounds, uh, inherently and aggressive breeding grounds, and I don't enjoy actively participating in that. Case in point, where you brought me to comment section to maybe argue I ideological points when i don't know the answers or feel particularly strong in either direction i just said take the guns or don't if it helps the rate of casualty by all by all means but this is an issue regarding human distance and lack of perceived closeness and community um i said that's how i feel and that's how i have to say on this medium but if like if someone's to say to me like don't do like guns or kids more yeah, fuck guns like then i don't i don't care about guns at all like yeah. but it's not that's not the conversation yeah. Because there's 400 million guns in this, like, uh, 400 million, circu- I think it's circulating firearms or ass- ARs. It might be 400 million, like, ARs, yeah. like, circulating, repeating firearms in this country. Um, 
But we don't have that many. I mean, we have a shitload of mass shootings. Realistically, we yeah. do. And there's like a, but I think that's like a relative to like a deep disrespect for life and the fact that you don't know who your neighbor is yeah. and the fact that there's that one kid in school who gets treated like shit. And I'm not justifying his actions, but that we have, um, we don't have legislation like pointing. I mean, like we have freedom of speech in this country, but we don't have like smart people actively declaring those hateful people as ridiculous. Yeah. Like we don't use these, we use these platforms to like follow Trump around and be like, look at this stupid thing Trump did instead of like educating people. And like, sometimes kids are watching the news and their parents aren't around. And if you take that time to be like, Hey, love the people around you, like go out and say hi to your neighbor. Well, that's the problem is that we live in a, I'm going to get a little bit of water. All right. We live in a world right now where the news is, it's fueling this fucking crazy division and that's the reason i don't watch the news because i feel like shit every time that i used to watch it like i used to watch the news every morning before going to work or school and then i started to feel like straight garbage and just like genuinely didn't like getting up in the morning just because it's a manipulation tool that's all the news is and it's trying to like scare the fuck out of you that's what, like yeah like i was like on this this facebook thing i i just like logged into facebook today i was mm-hmm. like waiting through this appointment and um my comments on it like calling me into like hey and i was like oh he's like oh dylan likes free thinking let's yeah. see what dylan has to say but then the second comment i got just immediately made me think that uh mike baiting. went in yeah frame of mind thinking that i have a differing political opinion than him and yeah. then i was going to challenge him and, and that's another thing i don't that like that immediately the- was like was immediately i mean like it's a this is a very i'm gonna i'm gonna go through like a very ridiculous thought process right now and this mm-hmm. could be considered like really offensive or really aggressive but i'm gonna go through it like like frame of mind and how like one's brain can process and like don't think that this is real or this is how i feel this is not the truth but i'm just saying like so in that situation at the beginning of this telling you right now this is not true so do not like listen to what i'm saying and think this is what happened and this is how i feel this is a frame of mind of like the ultimate that could happen with what happened today so Mike comments, hey, Dylan, I think, oh, we're friends. He thinks I'm a free thinker. I should look at this. I make a post or I make a thought process because he asked me to, not because I felt that I needed to weigh in on it, but I made a weigh in and then he made a baiting weigh in towards me mm-hmm. and then i had to defend myself f- through that and then when i defend myself through that it makes me feel like what's up with our friendship like our yeah. friendship is weird you know like if i'm really insecure i could start to go down that path like what does this person think of me they don't like me yeah and then if i was to get like a couple more texts that were like you're a fucking piece of shit mm-hmm. blah 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 it's like what did those like four things do instead of like taking what my comment said about showing love and kindness and like creating community it create through this conversation more division and more hatred and the closer like to say that like love and kindness doesn't stop shootings like the it's easier for me to want to shoot mike at the end of this conversation Mm -hmm. than it is at the beginning yeah right i mean like if i was a fucking ridiculously psychotic person yeah it would be way more easy for me to be like at the beginning of the day i'm like we're good friends 
And that's like, nothing's going to happen there. Like, I want to protect this person. I want to love them. I want to be around them. And then at the end, if it was like so ridiculous, like I was such a hothead and like dealing with, with, uh, the lack of healthcare in this country. And I didn't have that many friends and social media. I was capable of being bullied by other 14 year olds in my life all the time. Or I had my coworkers thought I was a piece of shit and they'd talk about it behind my back, but never like try to get me involved in anything that they think would be better. And nobody tries to take me to therapy. Like it's, and, and then this person says this thing to me. And then I'm at this point where in this country, it is pretty easy to get access to firearms. Mm -hmm. If they're not yours, they're, um, not taken care of or not locked up in a way that they should be like, um, like that is a piece of legislation that I 100% agree with. Like oh, yeah. It should be more um, safeguarded, but you get a hold of that. And it's like, it's easier to take the lives of people and to disregard life altogether. If you do not feel like you're accepted or part of something yeah. and feel loved. And so that's specifically why, like, I think Facebook is going in the way of the news, and it's like it's become it's either memes, which I fully enjoy, yeah, uh, or like which or I, it's divisive fucking debate topics, or it's like how do we scream at each other, and how do we, um, like there was I I'm really understanding like what was I I really question like what is the what is it that Mike hoped for mm-hmm. out of um if you're listening to this Mike I mean like I'm sure if we had a conversation in person it would be a very different oh, yeah. conversation it always is and that's why I always pretend like I always prefer to have an in person conversation with people about anything that matters yeah. because uh, clearly I'm a lot better at winded like long winded talking about mm-hmm. things than I am about like giving you a fucking tweet that tells you how I feel about things yeah. Um, I think it's pretty reasonable if you were to listen to me for a long time to understand that I have a lot of compassion for people and yeah. a lot of love for them. Like, so too, like, I'm just confused at like at that place. It's like, what is, do you think, I think hostile, like, uh, I think hostile conversation is as dangerous, like for the entirety of humanity. Um, because I think it leads to all those things that are, yeah. Like, that really take people's lives and like does it like <clears throat> without those tools is it harder to take someone's life absolutely yeah so if we have to make it harder to get a hold of those tools absolutely like but i mean I'm okay with that but i also think there's to kill someone they're going to do it like yeah, in prison I, I, they fucking I, sharpen toothbrushes for sure i totally understand that but it is a lot harder to kill 45 people yeah. with a shiv than it is with the fucking ar yeah. you know with an ar i like kevin meyer can probably fucking exchange a mag pretty fucking quick yeah like the idea that he could put 30 bullets down range and then exchange a mag in less than a minute is a hundred percent yeah you know that's just so i mean and he's a very well trained person he was in the military he was in uh infantry he was participating in like competitions um prior to that but i also think it's like i think it's important to understand the way that veterans feel about firearms i think it's important to like listen to some people who are more like versed in people who have had to use guns in a way that like their life yeah and their safety depended on them like having those things um be a part of your life is like those are very they're as close to you as your toothbrush are at a certain time and like to just uh, strip that away from certain people who are like very healthy and like well taken care of those things and are are safe Uh, i think it's like i don't need an ar-15 i'm a fucking like a podcaster i kick stuff um 
I work on airplanes. Like, yeah. I don't really do anything that I'm like. I necessitate. If somebody was like, Dylan, you're a little unstable. You talk about killing Mike. Like, <laughs> you can't fucking have a gun. I'd be like, okay, man, take my gun. Yeah. Like, really? Like, so th- that just got me rubbed a little weird because yeah. I was like, um, if somebody was to like. I'll easily give up my gun mm-hmm. if it means that, like, some kids... Over my cold, dead body. Yeah, it's like if somebody is like, Timmy's gonna get shot in his fucking taint unless we you give us your gun, Dylan. I'm gonna be like, here's my fucking gun, dude. Yeah. Like, here. Don't shoot Timmy's taint. I don't. Like, I love Timmy's... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do it. I love Timmy's taint. God damn it. <laughs> I promise Timmy's older than 18, guys. I God don't love it. Timmy's small boyhood. <laughs> All right, Ray, take it easy. Yeah, that was a um, that was a difficult one for me, man. I was just like, because uh, I do feel like compassion and yeah. love. Like, if those were the things that were like legislated in schools, like if we could get through ten years of school shootings, yeah. but we put in the like, so if we could figure out a contingency plan of safety for schools you know like a safety plan and continue this is like a stupid idea i know like if you listen to this you're like this is dumb just take the guns okay fine take the guns but i'm just saying like hypothetically if we could like install some sort of safety plan that kept kids from getting murdered or ensured that less people got murdered for the next 10 years Mm -hmm. but we legislated that like community and um compassion and like classes about communication Mm -hmm were put into class for young children and meditation who enabled and yeah like a meditation to happen and enabled um people to um people in school to spend time with the autistic kid and yeah. like understand that like these are his issues he deals with sensory input and mm-hmm. he's not like he's different than you in a way that like he sees the world differently but he's like as awesome as you are yeah. and like if you got to learn in school as a child and they taught you the value of human life and they taught you like what it means to be different and what it means to be quirky and how some of the quirkiest people on the planet are like the most the steve jobs loved yeah the most beloved people on the planet and like understanding that just because you don't have the value of like the value that some other people do like the popular kids or uh just because you can't get laid until you're 18 or can't get laid till you're 23 um and realizing that like making yourself more valuable and loving yourself and under understanding how to like uh, be a part of a tribe and um participate with people and accept all the people around you and you can like communicate with them what it is that is bothering you without being a fucking asshole yeah and like if those are the things that were legislated to be taught we don't like 10 years from now we don't guns aren't like guns aren't an issue yeah like they really like wouldn't be like at a point it's, it's just an object using the it's, fucking guns yes like because they're unhappy i'm not saying that like, like shit it's a, a it's a people problem not a gun problem like realistically if they didn't have guns there'd be a lot less fucking people dead a hundred percent but the reason that those people are dying is because we have people who are encouraged like to see that there's nothing worth in like there's nothing more important in life than attention Mm -hmm. and so they're not getting attention so they murder people for attention through hate so that they can be shown on fucking news channels Mm -hmm. and so they can be martyrs and like so at least somebody will know their name then 
like people just do not feel loved that's what it's about man it's like people do not feel accepted and loved and appreciated by their peers yeah. and if you feel loved and accepted and appreciated by your peers the only th- like the only reason that you would ever do something like that is if you have a severe chemical imbalance yeah like you are actually psychotic yeah like robin or uh, robin um what's his name hung himself comedian I don't know. Robin, Robert, Robin. Robin Williams? Robin Williams. Yeah, like Robin oh. Williams supposedly had been dealing with like severe depression his whole life. Yeah. But did he go like murder people? No, he tried his best throughout his whole life to like show other people happiness. Yeah. And when it didn't mean anything to him, like he killed himself. Like yeah. that sucks. And like, um, but uh, like Anthony Bourdain, like he didn't hurt people. He brought people like together in life. I think through yeah. his TV show, like he was trying to deal with his emotional issues by like showing the culture of like how to have community in life beyond borders. Mm-hmm. And then that thing with the me too stuff happened and he was defending, like he paid off that kid who his girlfriend fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, like, he was getting a bunch of weird backlash for that. And apparently, like, them finding out about that, he was too worried about it happening. And, like, he just couldn't process his emotions yeah. anymore. And I don't know if that's exactly, like, what the fuck happened. But that's, like, a running theory. Yeah. But it's, like, if you, like, when people have, like, when you're admired, it's still possible to, like, be. But if you look at, like, the way that it happens, it's not usually, like, people that are admired and loved don't usually go around hurting other people. They hurt yeah. themselves. They don't think that they're worthy of like of this, the love the and admiration. Yeah, not. Let's go kill fucking Samantha in her eighth grade class. Yeah, like no, they like do their best to make themselves happy by spreading love, and then when it doesn't happen, they kill themselves. Which I mean, like that sucks. Um, I'm very sad to mm-hmm. lose those people who brought like great joy to the world, but we live in a culture where we hyper load people with pharmaceutical drugs and we don't tell them that we love them when we don't appreciate what it is about them and try to figure out, um, that they don't feel good and don't tell them, uh, that, Hey, if you don't play Xbox and instead you go kayaking, like you're going to be a little bit happier. And if you, uh, drink more water than Mountain Dew, like you're going to be a little bit happier. And, um, as long if as your you, water's not out of, out of a fucking plastic bottle. Yeah, or if your water's from, uh, what is it, Michigan, right? Flint? Yeah, yeah Flint, You don't Michigan. want that water either. Yeah, don't um, touch that shit. <laughs> it still blows my mind that we haven't fixed that yet. Like, yeah, dude. It's because it's not popular. Like, it's yeah. not... They want to talk about Trump more and more and more. And yeah. then we just, like... What happened when, the, like, all of the internet... We, we've been spending all our fucking time doing Area 51 memes. Yeah. When we could all easily raised money for... What happened when they we burned down the fucking uh, Notre Dame? Like... Yeah. We raised all that fucking money to help, like, the non-taxpaying people, like, the people who rape kids, like, to fucking have this pretty building again. But we can't fucking figure out how to get... Like a bunch of nice poverty stricken people to have fucking good, clean, clean fucking drinking water. water. Yeah, it's just like it's just it doesn't generate money, so yeah. it doesn't matter. And that's like realistically what life's boiling down to. It's about like what is your value to us, and if you're not valuable to us, you're not worth anything. And that's why I think it's like it should be legislated by someone who uh, maybe they're the antichrist and they're just faking how much they love everyone, but yeah. like. If there was a way to, like, legislate that there was classes dedicated to community and to communication and to 
kids just sitting in a room and interacting with each other and being in groups where they had to talk to each other and then rotate to talk to new kids and mm-hmm. they had to find a common ground and learn how to communicate with your emotions and like uh, your body language and like those things are what's going to change the world and i really think it's like talking to people and loving people is what changes stuff not taking away things that people enjoy yeah like, people the, like guns the fundamental problem with the whole take the guns argument is look at the war on drugs like that's all you have to do like you take away they took away the legality of cocaine and marijuana and even alcohol with prohibition and it was still there yeah so the only thing that making laws about having guns is going to do is take away the guns from the people who would buy them legally. I'm just worried. Like it's. I'm getting so worried that no, I'm not like actually worried. Like I, I, I tend. I see a lot of people online talking about like the world is shit. I really don't think we're in a place that the world's shit. No, I don't feel that way at all. The news wants you to think it is, and social media essentially wants you to think it is. Yeah, a lot of people just are always posting about how shitty the world That's why is. I stopped and I just going don't. on fucking Facebook. That's yeah. I I tend to go on there so that I can not say that so i can say a very opposite thing i'm battling that consistently yeah um what was he gonna say but like i think if you try to take everyone's guns like there could be a fucking civil war oh yeah like i think a lot more innocent people are gonna i feel like we're already on the verge of it anyway just because of how far everyone's been pushed like i think the only thing that happens with that is more division between people yeah well, and if you realize that these people who like their guns and these people who like, like, they still have, they like people too. Like, you think because yeah. people have guns that they want kids to die? Well, that was like problem- the whole, you know that kid, what was his name? Uh, there was that kid named like Harper or some shit like that around the time that that one of those shootings happened he was like the front runner for like the face of talking about the anti-gun thing is that the kid who survived the school shooting yeah or yeah i don't remember kid. his name but i don't know it was like yeah. dk or something like yeah. that um he had a very like memorable name that i can't remember yeah he had like a hired by hillary type name no, I'm it, was very, it was very <laughs> a very marketable name yeah <laughs> it sounded almost like a pen name and um he was like saying that like if you I like like pretty much like equating that if you want guns, you want kids to die. And it's just like that. That's the farthest connection. The shit that, that, that social media is fucking up is it's taking away all gray areas and it's making correlations that don't exist. Like the, if you like guns, you want people to die shit. That's not, that's not what it is. Like, yes, guns can kill people, but so can a whole lot of other fucking things. Yeah. Like, it's... And I, I mean, like, I even sympathize with the thing that people are like, but guns were made specifically for killing. And I, I said that in, like, a dumb voice, but, like, they were. Yeah. They were. And they should be, like, less accessible to people. I'm yeah. okay with that. If you make it harder to get a hold of those things, absolutely. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's fine. But good luck trying to take, like, oh, yeah. trying to get rid of them. Happen. If you want to stop circulation of new guns in the u.s there's probably a good amount and we'll figure it out you know people um the only way that it's going to be successful is if you could thanos all the fucking guns because if you can't get rid of all of them all at once then there's no point because 
Yeah, and it's like, I mean, like, in a perfect world, I'd be fine with, like, no guns. I don't think, like, I think it's fun. Like, honestly, like, I've I'd used fine guns with bows in a way. And arrows. That, absolutely. Like, but I've used guns in a way that it was, like, I appreciate discipline. And so anything that requires discipline mm-hmm. and trying has benefited my life in yeah. some way. It's like, if there and is something that I were. do that you are not good at and you get better with the more practice you have, I think that's a good lesson for people. And so, in a way, guns have, like, participated in that for me. But if you were to, like, look at me like the gun guy yeah it's just not fucking true i'm not that guy if like they tried to take heavy bags out of fucking houses i'd probably be a little upset yeah you know like that would bother me if they were like we really got to stop people we got from a ban kickboxing like stop people from vaping it's like if it was really if it's really that bad for us probably a good idea i'm still gonna be a little upset because it's like my only vice yeah like there's definitely a billion more things that i'm more passionate about and to like equate me to like some dumb motherfucker who wants people to get hurt because of the way i feel is so off base from like not saying mike did that mm-hmm. but like if people were to do that that's so off base from like who i am yeah and i think that's so far away from like what i preach on this and if you were to listen to this episode i'm sure there's going to be parts you're going to be like wow this guy wants to kill mike and then there's going to be other parts where you're like no i want fucking everyone to feel absolutely loved and appreciated and i want you to be able to tell people when they fuck up and those people to be like wow i fucked up and not be like i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah like i want people to be able to communicate freely about all the things that they do and it's okay and i want to be able to live in a world that literally if we had fucking spikes sitting on the ground all the time i don't feel unsafe i have a very specific outlook on life and in that outlook i never feel unsafe yeah the way i look at life specifically edges me towards i feel safe all the time Mm -hmm. because the way i look at humans and if everybody looked at humans in that way it's only occasional that the dude who hasn't eaten in six days and just got off like eating six grams of mushrooms and happened to have like a pre-generated um biochemistry for being fucking uh um of schizophrenia like occasionally he's probably going to strike someone but if everyone else who's pretty healthy and like tries to take care of themselves had the outlook of appreciating people and loving people and treating people with like kindness and compassion um people with supersonics jerseys wouldn't try to fight you next to rivers and like these (laughs) things just wouldn't happen you would just be nice all the time and everyone would be fine yeah like we could have fucking guns loaded with explosive rounds sitting on every table. But if you look at the person across from you with respect and love there and, and, and not anger and just like appreciation and you can have a critical conversation without uh, attacking each other, um, like we do on Facebook, then that gun's not a problem. But Mm -hmm. going on Facebook and being like, fuck you is the reason that makes that person with the gun want to pick it up and put it in your fucking mouth. Like it's, that's hate that is the fucking hate that you're talking about people feeling towards different races Mm -hmm. you're now just expressing it towards other ip addresses but what happens is those fucking ip addresses are other people too yeah like we're humans and like we don't do very well being challenged like there's not a lot of us that do well and it definitely doesn't do well if you can't see the person and see their body language and Mm -hmm. hug it out after like the fucking dude in the pit like if that's not there then it's just toxic and we're just consistently creating toxic nature and we're all just hating each other until all those 400 million guns get put in different people's mouths and we're all fucking it's all over yeah but if we like treat people with respect and love and have conversations in a way that we can like and make people understand like hey i you have a gun now 
already you have 50 fucking AR-15s. Maybe you don't need those, but maybe you decided that you do need those. Would you mind taking... Uh, I respect that you have those guns, and I'm sure you're a nice guy. Would you mind taking a psychology exam? And the exam assesses that you value the people around you and you're just worried if like like the government the zombies happen or some shit haha that's funny i know we put (laughs) the walking dead on amc so it's gonna happen yeah we'll allow you to keep those guns but any gun you want to get after this we have to do a class once a year and you have to write it down and they're like oh that's kind of dumb you're gonna take our guns and they're like we're not gonna take them we just want to ensure that you're consistently staying healthy and like trying to like if you're living a good life if we see you google searching all the time like how to shoot kids (laughs) we're fucking gonna take them yeah how to shoot jimmy in the taint timmy Timmy, timmy's taint jimmy's Jimmy's his best friend you're gonna shoot his taint too (laughs) oh yeah guys we went to bc (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh fuck so we went to BC. Had poutine. Had poutine. That would have been better if George was <laughs> <and Ross. laughs> I love you, Colleen. Oh, fuck. I did have a lot of fun with her, though. It was yeah. so much fun being with her and Dane. Like they're It was a good time. Good people. It was a lot of fun. Um, I told her she couldn't sleep on the way home, though. So fuck her. She slept. Yeah. And then I also did. <laughs> I was so tired, dude. I tried to stay awake after you took over on the yeah. ride home. We just can't get through the BC part. We just keep talking about the drive there and the drive back. <laughs> eat poutine. Also eat ice cream. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. It was so fucking delicious. I had some of Colleen's. It was pretty good. I saw that she had like six licks and then gave it to you. Yeah. Good so, life, dude. Yeah, it's real nice. That's like reverse relationship shit, though. Usually it's supposed to be like you get fries and then she's like, I don't want any. And then she eats them all. <laughs> but you got like, you were like, I don't want ice cream. And then she was like, e, this is for you. That's pretty swell. Yeah. Worked out dope. well for you. Hmm. She bought mine too. Oh, I got shit. She was like, I guess you drove to Canada. I'll buy you ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool with me. And then, uh, so we go to the show and we park, and we're parked super close to the Oh, yeah. Venue. We got a real nice spot. Yeah, we went and uh, grabbed a drink at the pub, like 12th Street Pub. 12 Kings. Like 12 Kings, yeah. That was not a bad little pub. Yeah. Um, Walked back to the car to get our second form of identica- identification. Yeah, we were getting our at this passports point. and shit. And Brian and I believe Chris. Chris. Yeah, Chris of Currents walk by us like walk up towards us and i look over at aaron i'm like dude that's brian from currents and he goes oh say hi and i go i'll suck his dick no i'm just kidding I didn't say <laughs> but i'm like i get a little fangirly because i follow all these fucking people and i was yeah. like give me a second and then as he walked by i was like yo brian uh and he's just like hey because he's like one of the vocalists for the bands he knows that hundreds of people are there yeah. are gonna know his name he's not gonna fucking know them and he just like looks up gives me like two finger wave i was like i told you i was gonna see you tomorrow um and he goes oh shit and he looks up and he's like oh no way dude and he's like how's it going and so we ended up fucking doing a podcast that wasn't recorded recording equipment because we're fucking assholes we ended up doing practically an entire fucking episode with them just chatting about vocal technique uh talking about just being on tour um hit their nutritional stuff training what got them into music and we got a soft confirmation that they will, will actually be down to be on the podcast next time they roll. Cause when we fucking mentioned the podcast, they both were like, no oh, way. shit. Yeah. 
And then I ruined it immediately by saying, yeah, we got this shitty little podcast called Best Friends of the Squad. And Aaron was making a BFA dub shirt, so I pointed it out. And uh, and Brian was like, yo, dude, let's hook up. And then Chris and me proceeded to pretty much just fangirl out over Joe Rogan and talk about how he's <laughs> the Joey only Diaz reason that we're both in shape and we yeah. do jiu-jitsu and kickboxing and, yeah, Joey Diaz and how we just fucking love everything, our cult leader, Rogan. <laughs> and so I talked, Rogan. I talked to him on Instagram and he's like, dude, yeah, we're going to train next time we're on a tour cycle and we're going to do a podcast. And I was like, fuck yeah. So <laughs> Karate in the garage. So already show hasn't even started incredible yeah like i think like it's already we could have drove home after that easily that was that was awesome but i had known up to this point that spirit box is going to be there yeah and so i was like i wasn't even thinking about going home i was about to say that i was like (laughs) well we don't shouldn't go home we might as well go inside (laughs) no we drove three and a half hours we're fucking going yeah we're seeing this shit we bought tickets drove three and a half hours so we go inside and as we're grabbing beers i look over and i'm like dude aaron that's fucking that's Mike. That's Mike Stringer right there. <laughs> and he's like, go say hi. And I was like, I gotta calm down for a second. <laughs> I was like, Courtney's right there. And right then there. I knew, I know Ryan, the drummer as well, mm-hmm. but I just don't know his face as well. Cause yeah. his Instagram is less of his face. It's more uh, of his baby's face and of his S 2000. Uh, um, so I just don't know his face as well. Yeah. And I'm used to like watching his arms drum. So, um, I didn't know that he was standing right there also. Yeah. And we go up and Aaron starts chatting with him and, and then I'm standing right behind Aaron and at the second, like Aaron steps off to the side, I hit, I've apparently hit up Mike enough on the internet that he just looks at me and he goes, Oh dude, what's up? <laughs> and he, like, without me saying shit, he like pulls me in for a hug. And I was like, the internet is so cool. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, I didn't fucking initiate that. He did. And I was like, this is the shit. Like, yeah. the, I was just like, this is the best fucking day in a, <laughs> such a long time. And then Courtney's standing right there, and she's like, hey. And she starts talking to me as well. And I hear them, like, half a second later. And, and Mike was saying, like, oh, you know that, you know Dylan, blah, blah, blah. And then Courtney was like, yeah, I already talked to him today. Like, she was, like, saying, like, <laughs> I talked to him sooner than you did. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. I said, what's up to Ryan? And I was like, do you listen to the podcast you were on? That was kick-ass. They were just super fucking nice. And he says to me, like, dude, I'm so sorry that I didn't get your text until today. Yeah. I would have, like, said bring the stuff. Like, we would have been totally ready to do a podcast. And I was like, damn. And in my head, I'm just like, we'll fucking come back. Yeah. For sure. And so we're standing there. They're like, how was the show last night? It was insane. Great. Whatever. Crystal likes seen a fucking murder. They're standing over next to, like, I was... It probably, if from their perspective, would have looked like I was lingering specifically mm-hmm. to like be kind of close to them to be like, haha, they're kind of my friends now. Yeah. But like, no, I was just watching the show standing next to them, and Mike was standing like a couple people away from me. And I noticed like, um, just like regular movement in peripherals happens, but like I noticed he finishes beer, and so I just like looked over and I was like, yo, Mike, you want another beer? Yeah. And uh, he was like, dude, uh, you don't have to do that. And I was like, no, dude, like, I can fucking, like, <laughs> that's the easiest thing to do to, like, a complete stranger. Yeah. But to do to someone who, like, you have appreciated their art and, like, things that they've built for so long yeah. is, like, 
it is my fucking pleasure yeah. to like buy you something. It's so like nothing. Yeah. It's so nothing, but like just the to, smallest of gestures, just to be able to have like, we already had the handshake, like we already had the hug thing, but like to add that like type of gesture of like friendliness to it was mm-hmm. the absolute best. So I was like, he's like, yeah, I drink Bud, or Bud Weiser. And I just grabbed him a beer and he was like, dude, that's so nice. Thank you so much. He like gave me another hug. Like he was blown <laughs> away that I bought him a beer and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then I saw, found Courtney later, and I was like, I already bought Mike a beer. If you need a fucking another drink, let me know. And she was like, I think she might have thought I was kind of drunk at that point. Yeah. Because she was just like, oh, don't worry about me, honey. Focus, get yourself another beer. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I only had two beers. Like, I'm fucking <laughs> fine. I'm just, like, so excited. Yeah. Like, I was like, I wanted to find everyone. Yeah. And I saw Bill later, the bassist. And I walked in and was like, Bill, what's up? And I don't think he knew who I was. Yeah. Uh, we had talked a few times, but not a lot. And I just like shook his hand and I was like, if you need another one of those, let me know. Like pointing at his drink. Yeah. Um, and later, like throughout the night, I ended up talking to Mike like five times probably. Mm-hmm. And then at one point I talked to him for like 30 minutes outside and I was just like, this is really cool. You know, yeah. like I feel welcome. I don't feel like the guy after a while. I didn't feel just like the weird fan who yeah. was lingering. Like I felt like, uh, actively participant yeah an active participant in a conversation with him and it was really cool and then when i got home uh he messaged me like hey man it's good to uh good to hang out with you because i posted a picture i was just like these guys are the fucking salt of the earth he was like hey man it's good to hang out with you let's fucking set up a call in for the podcast and i was like hey man we don't really do call-ins i was hoping to do one in person Mm -hmm. would you mind if we drove up there i'd like to do it again and he's like that's so far but (laughs) that would be awesome and so now we're in the process of fucking setting up a date for that that. and i'm uh beyond excited i get to be fake friends with fucking people i super look up to and it's the shit yeah thank god for this fucking annoying thank god for the social media shit that yeah pisses us off and connects us at the same time yeah it's like i guess like if you just act thirsty enough people will give you the time of day like so do it in like a not super creepy way like maybe don't send them like pictures of your top off you know like (laughs) or pictures of your dick yeah maybe not that at least like till they ask (laughs) (laughs) if mike was like yo dylan dick pic i'd probably be like how about hope solo butthole shot (laughs) (laughs) do you know who hope solo is i've heard the name she's like the I believe she was the goalie for the U.S. women's, like, the winning fucking soccer team. Okay. There's, like, full-on photos of her, her b-hole on the <laughs> internet. Like, she took nudes for her boyfriend. And, just and they're just, like, b-hole. they're raunchy b-hole photos. <laughs> like, it's pretty gnar, dude. She goes hard in the fucking paint. She doesn't fuck around. It's not bleached, either. You're gonna see this b-hole. <laughs> I'm gonna respect the b-hole. <laughs> Keeping it dark. <laughs> god damn it oh, so we're, we got some cool things in the pipeline and i'm pretty yeah. fucking excited that's about super it, dope we're gonna have zach some, from zatera on soon he says he's cool for thursday so i gotta figure out when that's gonna happen okay pretty excited for that um and a bunch of other fucking random nice people the thing about this podcast is we can talk about like talk to fucking people who are famous and crazy or we can talk to people who are just fucking like your next door you don't neighbor. need to have a yeah you don't need to have a following to come on here and tell us your life story or tell us who you are um we find you inherently interesting just being a human and i think your opinion and your feelings and the way you live life is uh worth sharing to people and, as long as you're not a fucking prick yeah if you're a prick 
if you stand in the middle of mosh pits and try and defend it like your masculinity what if that guy was like my dad left when i was six i'd be like "Mm, get to therapy and stop fucking doing that (laughs) this has been episode 37 of the best death squad podcast thank you guys and um uh don't forget what's wrong on 9-11 bush did it (laughs) at w-h-a-t-s wrong washington what's wrong w-a on instagram follow them they're nice dudes and uh let's go see that show i will drive come with love you guys episode 37 love you bye later thanks again for listening to today's episode of the best friends ask why podcast if you like what you heard today we'd really appreciate it if you could go on whatever service you use to listen or watch the podcast and leave us a review five star reviews are what helps spread the word and build a community around our podcast If you have any cool guest ideas, questions, or just want to reach out, hit us up on our social media at B-F-A-Y. That's B-F-A-W-H-Y. One last time, thank you very much, and we look forward to hearing.